United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. The Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, yesterday uh, was addressing the issue of ISIS. It's kind of in the cleanup phase right now, perhaps. Uh, The Defense Secretary saying that despite coalition victories to reclaim citizens in Iraq and Syria, the fight against ISIS militants is not yet finished. That was the strong sense from the nations in Europe, from out in the Pacific, all the ones that are fighting this. That was the uh, clearly stated consensus. This is not over. And it's not over in Afghanistan either. There have been more questions about building up the Afghanistan Air Force. That is something that we've heard about. And, of course, with the next door uh, with Pakistan, that is a question of where that relationship is going with the U.S. and how this is going to affect the way forward in Afghanistan. Joining us on POTUS is Moed Youssef, Assistant Vice President for the Asia Center at the United States Institute of Peace, the Twitter handle at USIP. Moed, welcome back. Thank you for being on POTUS today. Pleasure. What did you find uh, in your trip? What were you looking for and what were you able to discern? You know, I, I, I'm not the bearer of good news. Uh, <laughs> the, the mood is fairly uh, depressed and depressing in Pakistan uh, in the sense that the U.S.-Pakistan relationship that, you know, has had its problems since 9-11, but there's been a consensus that both countries have to work together if we have to find an amicable solution to Afghanistan's conflict. Um, I think we are literally um, at a breaking point. Uh, we've, we've been here before in 2011, you'll remember, after the Osama bin Laden raid in Pakistan um, and a few other incidents, uh, the relationship sort of went into, uh, into a bit of a pause. But this time, it, it seems that the U.S. and Pakistan are, are reaching a point where they're almost acting as adversaries more than partners. Uh, And and Pakistan is in in an election year right now. Uh, We know that uh, President Trump has announced a new policy uh, which is looking for very quick gains um, uh, in the the insurgency, in the fight against the insurgency in Afghanistan. Uh, And the combination has really uh, brought us to the brink. And and my trip uh, confirmed that there's nervousness in Pakistan, there's worry in Pakistan, but there's also... A, a very active contingency planning going on um, in case the relationship ruptures. And that's not good news for anyone. The president has often said that the United States would, uh, would, would withhold some aid from Pakistan. Is that the source of the conflict? I think that's, that's one, of the, one of the elements. But, but the larger picture here is that uh, the, the administration has decided to ratchet up pressure on Pakistan. And this has been talked of uh, for a long time. Uh, But now we are seeing uh, action, uh, you know, the words being put into action. And so uh, this is the assistance issue. But then there are many other uh, possibilities here. Uh, You know, there is conversation about uh, declaring Pakistan a state sponsor of terror. Uh, Unilateral force has been discussed. There are many other sort of less stark uh, options available as well in terms of uh, financial assistance, etc. The bottom line is that as this pressure goes up, uh, the reaction from Pakistan is unpredictable. Um, you know, many hope that Pakistan will change uh, policy to U.S. liking. I, quite frankly, am very skeptical. Uh, I think there are reasons to believe uh, that Pakistan may not do that. And in fact, um, you know, this policy may push Pakistan further into China's camp. Um, I think this is a debate we'll, we'll, we'll find out once these measures are put in place. Uh, but 
but you know, Tim, the, the shocking part here is that I think one of the things that saved this relationship um, in, in the years gone by uh, was some trusted communication channels, whether it was between the two militaries or civilian authorities. And what I find now is that those interlocutors are gone. The conversation is very, very caustic and jaundiced. Um, the mistrust levels are as high as I've ever seen. Uh, and that doesn't bode well uh, for a relationship that still remains crucial as far as our fight in Afghanistan is concerned. Moid Yousaf with us, Assistant Vice President for the Asia Center at the United States Institute of Peace, just back from Pakistan. You mentioned elections coming up, Moid, and I wonder if you could give us some insight into the perception of the leadership in Pakistan by the people of Pakistan and the United States. We see a lot of mistrust of institutions. You've talked about the important interlocutors between this country and Pakistan, and I wonder how the people of Pakistan perceive their leadership and their institutions right now. Well, um, Pakistan's social contract has always been very weak and and you know one of the one of the problems for the country is that the society uh, simply does not trust the state and the leadership and and quite frankly the leadership has left a lot to be desired so uh, even though uh, i think pakistan will have a fairly hotly contested election uh, there's going to be another transition to civilian rule for a country that's had a history of military coups that's in itself an achievement. Uh, but overall, uh, you know, the, the state of the relationship of the society with the Pakistani political elite remain, uh, remains fairly, uh, fairly weak uh, and fairly troubled. Um, also remember that it's the Pakistani military actually that uh, dominates much of the foreign policy scene when it comes to relations with Afghanistan and, and the U.S. So that may be a constant uh, but in terms of the leadership, I think one of Pakistan's um, biggest problems is that they haven't been able to find the kind of leadership uh, that can lead the country out of its constant sort of on the brink um, uh, existence. Uh, and, and I don't see that changing after the next election either, unfortunately. Do you also see signs of nationalism there as opposed to internationalism? We've seen that not just in the United States, but in other countries around the world. Is that part of the equation in Pakistan right now? You know, interestingly not. Uh, I think what you're going to see in the Pakistani election is, um, again, a fairly mainstream center-right kind of party uh, takeover. It, it will probably be the same actors that are ruling now or an opposition party that's fairly similar. So, no, I think the, the move to the extreme right uh, we haven't seen in Pakistan electorally. Otherwise, of course, Pakistan has a very strong uh, right-wing sentiment and forces that may not do well in elections, but still garner a lot of support um, and, and following on the street. Um, on, in terms of nationalism, though, when it comes to the U.S., uh, I think we have a problem because across the board, uh, I would argue that Pakistanis are very nationalistic when it comes to um, you know, relations with the U.S. And one of the reasons I feel uh, that the space to coerce Pakistan through U.S. policy uh, is not nearly as much as some would expect, uh, is that the street is, has a fairly anti-U.S. bent to it when it comes to policymaking. Not U.S. as a country, you know, Pakistanis, there are millions of Pakistanis in, in the U.S. diaspora, and that's very well integrated. But when it comes to U.S. foreign policy, um, the, the view on the street is very hawkish. This is a situation we're going to continue to watch. I do appreciate you joining us. Thanks for coming on as you uh, came back from Pakistan. Mawid Youssef, thanks for being on POTUS today. You're welcome.
Always appreciate your insights. Moeed Youssef is the Assistant Vice President for the Asia Center at the United States Institute of Peace. The relationship between the U.S. and Pakistan, a key relationship, especially with the situation in Afghanistan, not to mention the fact that Pakistan is one of the world's uh, nuclear powers, and it's something we always have to keep a watch on. And the Twitter handle, by the way, is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.